0: Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Christopher Lawson. He is the CEO and founder of Solo. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy FunCorp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy FunCorp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show we have Christopher Lawson. He's CEO and founder of Solo. And Christopher, you're creating new phones and new interfaces and new cool things. Uh, why don't you describe what, what I saw a few years ago when we first met?
1: Right, yeah. So we we basically went back to the basics of, of the whole experience in computing today and questioned the current paradigm of user interfaces and how we interact with computers, which after all it goes back oh, thirty years or more more uh, to the way we should popularized by the first Macintosh uh, by Apple and we haven't seen really radical changes since then in in terms of of user interfaces, especially for sort of desktop type of type of use but um since then. What, what has happened is that uh, the devices that we carry in our pockets have become radically more powerful than we've ever seen before. I mean, we're basically carrying supercomputers in our pocket mm-hmm. and um, we're, now, uh, we're now very mobile in the way that we work. We work from multiple locations, uh, move around. We work in teams very dynamically, very rapidly. So we really wanted to create a computer experience, and 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 when I say computer, I mean it in the broadest possible term. So I, I don't just mean a traditional desktop or laptop type of an environment, uh, but basically an interaction platform that spans these multiple different uh, ways that we can interact and use it, both mobile and on the go. Um, we've seen something similar now. Very recently, with Samsung's DEX, the D E X, and um, I think that's like a very, very, um, it's like baby steps into that direction. But it's really an indication that we do have incredible amounts of power in our pockets, and uh, we've just been imagining that and going for going much, much deeper and much, much further. Okay,
0: so why don't you describe uh, describe your new uh, the Solo system?
1: Yeah, um, we, uh, it, I mean, we're like a, a bunch of uh, – uh, it's a small team here in Finland. And um, uh, crazy as it might sound, we went back to basics and we actually re- created a completely new operating system. And um, the operating system is really about focusing on how people interact. So um, we, we kind of went to – the starting point was really – you know the internet is already out there um how would we comp how would, what kind of computer experience would we create given the, the fact that the internet is already there and um it's so it's radically different oh interesting um, it's yeah that's really a, about... yeah that's a
0: crazy that's yeah. a crazy viewpoint cuz i <laughs> all of our interfaces were designed without the internet
1: in mind I- exactly wow exactly. um so it, what we've done is created an environment which is all about interacting directly with other people, with your teams, so you can share extremely uh, quickly without the other people having to install applications, without them having to worry about storage, uh, without them having to worry about backups. Everything happens in real time. Uh, so there's a model of, sort of real-time collaboration, real-time sharing. But at the same time, the the technology at the core allows it to work between, directly between devices, so that's peer-to-peer. Um, so you're you're not even dependent on having that, you know, the grid, cloud, server, uh, be, behind you. So you can just interact with one another wherever you are, u- utilizing the internet. Okay. All right. So what does?
0: What's the? Uh... What, what kind of what kind of brain what kind of brain change has to happen for us to start thinking about interfaces that are specifically internet oriented
1: Well I think that's probably the biggest challenge that we have faced as a, as a company because we've been we we've thrown out so many familiar concepts I mean we don't have windows we don't have menus uh, we don't really we don't have files in the traditional sense mm-hmm. So I think people have to go to to think about how they work. Um, so instead of thinking of in terms of like files and sharing files, it's about sharing activities and and, and sh- sharing the context of what you're doing. So in our environment, you have what we call spaces or these sort of collaborative spaces that you zoom into,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, that. That is a team. It's a project. It doesn't have to be a work project. So at the moment, we're planning a wedding with my uh, fiance. And uh, so that's an example of a project. And so you zoom into that environment. You can see in real time what everybody else in that environment is doing, what they've been sharing. And um, uh, because of the way that we don't even have files. So what we're sharing are actually it's got kind of something called sales. Which are basically, if you think about object-oriented or program, programming, they're like objects in object-oriented programming. Mm-hmm. So you're basically sharing both the code and the file content at the same time, and so that means that the the other team members they don't even have to install anything; they just immediately can interact with you and start working. So it's it's really the the leap in some ways is quite big, but then on the on the flip side, it's actually quite small if you think about it from The web point of view, because I mean, if we if if we're sharing things on the web, I just share a link with you. I I don't I don't tell you to go and install some package from somewhere and and you know subscribe to something Mm -hmm. and okay with your, you just click the link and then you can start interacting with it. And that's really what we've built the whole OS environment to be.
0: Interesting. So yeah. So it's the so instead of, I guess that is true. So instead of having to go download something or install something, it's basically this idea that you just click something and something
1: happens. Yeah, exactly. And you and you don't have to think about the 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 computer itself. It's I mean the computer the device is just an interface to to your environment. So you don't have to think about do you have enough storage? Do you, where do the backups go? And, and and have you arranged all of that? Do you need mm-hmm. to install anything? We just want it to be about people directly interacting and working with with one other, another which really is what the web should all should be about anyway but we just taking it to the whole computer experience okay
0: so what's the uh, what's the future of something like a windows or a uh, or an X or a mac os i guess
1: to be honest um i know there will be people who hit me saying this but <laughs> i i don't really see that much future for them okay um uh, they're not going to disappear very quickly um but, uh, i mean they're huge huge companies it's a huge uh, we've built up our lives around those sort of interaction patterns but um uh, that is it's 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 decreasing in its relevance to how we work uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we do we're just on the we're on the go. Uh, we're moving from one place to another. Uh, so lumping around a laptop is feels already pretty pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, the desktop itself is it, it's really showing its age in terms of how we can do that kind of collaborative interaction. Uh, the funny thing is that Google was well-placed to challenge that no, notion with their um, cloud approach Google Apps and, and Chromebook. But but actually, they've really just replicated the exactly same thing. So, I mean, yeah, they have Google Docs, but basically they've just built it on top of a file system and uh, with a windowing system around that. So they haven't even gone that far. Mm-hmm. But I think we're seeing the first signs of that. I mean, the, the amount of people that are just using tablets and, and phone for just a lot of their work, I think that's the first step. The, the big challenge is going to come whenever the uh, AR devices become uh, good enough, and uh, that's when we're really going to be hit by huge paradigm shifts. Because it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever to move the, the sort of windowing paradigm into an AR environment. It just it's just stupid.
0: So, what do you think the what do you think the AR future looks like for uh, something like that? What is what are we gonna what are we gonna be wearing in the next twenty years? To, to do to do computing I guess you could say
1: well I I would love to see something where it, it's very much embedded uh, so it's like very very small devices that we carry around with us uh, 20 years um, I mean it's both a long time and a short time um, so it's difficult to predict if we're going to be there in terms of hardware in in 20 years but we're, we're certainly going to see the first uh, um, levels of that that kind of AI or interaction. So it might still be that we carry sort of somewhat clumsier glasses rather than having something embedded directly into our body. But it changes the game completely when basically you can have any number of screens around you. I mean, so you're not limited to physical screens. You can have any number of them around you. Uh-huh. You can have control surfaces anywhere you go. Any table can act as a control, control surface anything is basically a touch panel so that completely changes the model now having said that i'm not a big believer in the sort of minority report model at least for sort of general purpose productivity interaction it just gets too tiring Mm -hmm. um but considering that sort of double layout where you can have screens anywhere but also can have control surfaces probably on physical surfaces but they can be Virtual control services that you use on top of physical services—that offers a complete new way of of interacting—and that is something that is super super fascinating for me.
0: Hmm. Okay, have you seen any of this stuff happening yet, or do you know anybody who's actually doing this kind of stuff?
1: Um, interestingly, no. Um, <laughs> we've been working on a couple of concepts ourselves uh, in in that space. Uh, a lot of the AR companies are still very focused on the hardware and get, getting the, the basic video game environments working. Um, maybe some specific applications for industry in the mixed reality in, environment, but of course, of course, I've been looking at what um, uh, what Magic Leap has been doing, and um, and who knows where that could go. But I, I, I honestly haven't seen anybody really going back to basics and saying, okay. Given the fact that we have unlimited services around around us, what type of interaction would we do uh, with that? And I think mm-hmm. that's going to be something that's it, it's going to happen, and it's 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 going to it's fundamentally going to change how we how we even think of computers. Okay, very cool. Uh, what do you
0: what do you expect to be doing in twenty years? Uh, you as a programmer, you as a designer, or just
1: you as a human being? Um, there's been something that sort of interests me greatly. So this is a a completely different, different topic, but, um, it's mortality. Uh, the, given the fact that AI, AI is now progressing, at a much faster speed than it has been for the past 20, 30 years, um, That offers interesting possibilities. So, I mean, just imagine teaching an AI to be the next John Biggs. Mm -hmm. It it, it can replicate you in every every sort of minute sense. It can communicate in the way that you would. It would use the same phrases as you. The question becomes is it actually you? It it can even share all of your experiences. Um, Right now, it, it probably limited to your social media but even that contains a huge bulk of what you've been through in your life and as we progress it can be taught and it it can remember um, everything that you've been through once we embed it into glasses uh, once we embed recording abilities into glasses it can remember everything you've been through Um, so we're all waiting for sort of medical um, miracles to happen for Immortality, they may or may not. But uh, AI is another space where I think we and we could we could actually you and I become bots on the internet uh, in, in in maybe uh, twenty years. Okay,
0: very cool. So you, so you, so I'm not going to be talking to you. I'll be talking to your uh, your special bot.
1: Yeah, and then the question <laughs> becomes: Maybe is that actually me? I mean. If it quacks like
0: a duck, then. Or if it if, if it if it if it if it quacks like a Christopher, I mean, what's yeah, exactly. the ha, have have you had any discussions about this specific topic? This is something that we haven't even addressed uh, on the show uh, yet, so this is actually pretty interesting. Maybe we can hit it for a couple minutes. Uh, do you think do you think that's accurate? Do you think when if if I'm a if I've been copied into code, is that me? like that the the whole the whole idea of like the expert system, I guess they used to call it, or the um yeah. or the uh what call it the what did neuromancer have um constructs they called them remember mm-hmm. with william Gibson and, yeah. you, and you and you and you plug in your you plug in your construct and you have this you have this the brain of the person, but you don't have you don't have the memories per se you don't have you can't create new memories per se, and you don't have new experiences you just have old experiences
1: right. Well, of course, in this environment, we can we can have new experiences as well. So we mm-hmm. can actually constantly constantly evolve. Now, of course, it's a huge debate. It's like you know, it gets into sort of almost religious or quasi religious territory. Sure. Like, do we have a soul? Is it? Are we basically just huge input output processors? And um, uh, f- fundamentally, uh, I think that that is really. Um, it, it's it's like hard to, hard to say this, but fundamentally, the, I I do believe that that is kind of what we are. I mean, we're incredibly complex beings. Um, don't get get me wrong. Um, but fundamentally, I think you know how whether whether you're religious or not, the manifestation of our being is the physical reality in which we live, and. That physical reality is about how our currently how our body and how our mind interacts with that environment, and how we con- contribute to that environment by our interaction by the way that, the things that we say and the, and the things that we do. And if if that can be done by by basically an AI environment that has been taught to work exactly like us, then I don't think there's a difference. Um, we might even be in a situation where we can fool people for quite a long time. Um, that is that it, it's not actually the original physical manifestation. So mm-hmm. I do think that that is that is something that that we can do. I think the bigger question there is: given the given our experiences um, and our interaction, is that enough to teach a bot to fully replicate? Ourselves, and um i i think that's that's something that we'll have to wait and see to see how well those those, those kinds of bots will act but, but i haven't heard of anybody doing it mm-hmm. but it's certainly been something that i've been thinking about
0: interesting all right very cool so hopefully we'll uh hopefully we'll just uh, set this up so we'll just talk to uh, a <laughs> we'll run robot talk to the other robot as we go along all right, Christopher, yeah, where, where yeah. can where can people see Solo? I want I want I want actually people to see this thing. It's pretty cool. Uh,
1: you can go to uh, Solo. Co to see some of the stuff. That's S O L U. Dot C O. You can also go to YouTube and and search for Solo. There are there are videos of of it running. Um, so again, S O L U on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an app version of it now available. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's an alpha, um, so that that can run on any Android device, which means that basically any Android device becomes uh, a desktop computer. Um, but that also works on the go and fits into the whole cloud interaction environment. So that's been something that we've been alpha testing. Um, now, having said that, what we're doing is incredibly difficult. And, um, you know, a lot of people come up to say... In, uh, to, 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 to tell us that you guys are never going to make it, and chances are they're probably right. But uh, it was just one of those things that if we don't try, if we don't go for it, sure. um, given the fact that everything is going this direction, we'd never, we, we'd, we'd regret it forever. Who are, so, these, who are these
0: people telling you that you're never going to make it? That's kind of a, it's kind of jerky. oh man, it's like. Uh, too, too,
1: too many VCs. Uh, yeah, but,
0: uh, you know you, you <laughs> got to talk to uh, you got to talk to what's his name? Um, and not Andy Rubin. Is it Andy Rubin? I guess so. Uh, who's who, who is the who is the who is the, the magic the uh, the guy who did um, who did the original Android? I guess it was Andy Rubin who started yeah, all that An- stuff. Rubin, yeah. yeah, talk to and, him. I'm, uh, I'm sure I'm sure he's got some ideas up his sleeve.
1: Oh yeah, and, uh, actually recently we added. Uh, I don't know if you remember Scott McNeely. From, sure, uh, sure, Sun sure. Microsystems. Yep. So we added him as an advisor to the team as well, and um, of course, he really he, he really digs what we're doing, uh, given the whole sort of cloud and interaction model mm-hmm. that we've been doing. All right, very cool. All right, so I'll, we'll have. So more. there are definitely people who, who understand it.
0: We're going to tell the world about this. This is very important. So any, anybody who's anybody who's listening, you should go s l o u dot c o right.
1: Yeah, s o l u. Dot co.
0: All right, perfect. Christopher, thank you for joining us on the show. This, is, this has been some interesting stuff. we gotta, we got to get back into this whole uh, replacing uh, souls with robots kind of thing. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think we need to revisit that one. That, <laughs>
0: that's super interesting. All right. Uh, this has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week. Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. Check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus.